Good morning, Ray. No. No, 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 no. That is not the start. We are not starting with that. Good morning, John. Good morning, Raymond. How are you today? Good morning, John. I'm doing well. How are you? Man, I'm fantastic, and it is a beautiful, gorgeous, sunny day. On the banks of the Tennessee River. (laughs) Right? Yep, once again. And what did I say right before we hit record? Before the big breath, the like (laughs) 10 second. Well, that was our breathing. We do breathing exercises before every. We do not do breathing exercises. In through the nose, out through the mouth. Do we do that? Send to yourself. I know. Become one with nature. You do all that. I guess so, but this is the first time that you had like a 10 second pause before we started. Oh, really? Yeah. It's because I was looking out the window thinking, wouldn't it be nicer to be in the boat right now? Right. Is that what's going on with you? I think so. Yeah. You're daydreaming about being on the boat. I'm what? You're daydreaming? Daydreaming, yes. About being on the boat. Yes. Well, you're not on the boat. We're recording Saturday morning sales meeting with John and Ray. Saturday morning, my favorite day of the year. Every week. So, uh, what are we talking about today, John? We are going to talk about a topic that is near and dear to your heart. It is. Which is using stories in sales. I love storytelling. You are a great uh, uh, great guy, and you also <laughs> tell stories. <laughs> You love my stories. I love them like the fifth or sixth time is when I really start. When to they enjoy really them. start to catch, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. For, for people that don't know you personally, right? Uh, any if they are around you for a year, they'll hear, hear uh, all of your stories three or four times. Yeah, is but that, they get better. <laughs> do, do they change? Well, and the funny thing is, we've been sitting here working some, and I'll hear you take a call and like go outside, and you'll tell the story. Like the same way to like six different people. At least I tell it the same way. <laughs> so. Uh, I, I don't embellish. Well, yeah. I mean, you must not be a fisherman. Uh, I do fish. Yeah? Yeah. Well, every fisherman knows how to tell a tall tale. Right. But maybe it's a tall tale on the first telling and I just stick with it. <laughs> Because if you believe it, then it's not a lie. Then it's not a lie. Okay. So, but we do not advocate lying. I do not. (laughs) I like how you qualified that. I do not. John does not advocate for that. This is John talking right now. I am not speaking for anyone else who may also be talking. I am simply saying that me personally, no way. I don't lie. <laughs> and that's as, all I can as, as say. you're pointing. <laughs> With my hand up yeah, and my finger. Yeah, that guy over there. Oh, my goodness. I'm not too sure about him. But me, let me be clear. Ooh, I don't man, lie. What a day. What a day. So we're going to talk about using stories in your sales process. And, and I know you have a few, you just wrote an article about this that is available on our website. Which is SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. Dot com. Yeah, it's a little long. We've been criticized for that. My article? No. <laughs> <laughs> We've been criticized over the length of Ray's articles. <laughs> the, the name of the website. Oh, right. Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. 
Dot com. Dot com. Yeah, so we're working on that. If anyone has suggestions, uh, send us uh, an email. Uh, yeah, which you can send us through Saturday Morning Sales <laughs> by typing out that whole long thing. <laughs> well, we were talking about this yesterday. We're so far off topic, but uh, where we were saying that maybe we should change it, and I said, "Well, I mean, once you type it in once, you know, then it's there, and if you just type SAT, you know, it's going to pop up." But we were talking about we do have some elderly relatives or people we've noticed that they type the SAT and the rest pops up, but they keep typing. Right. They type all the way through. The whole thing. Everybody's got one of those in their family. And you're standing behind them going, just hit enter. Just, just, hit here, enter. just move. But Let it's not it. SAT. It's, it's the whole thing. So you got to keep typing. Right. No, just promise you. Hit enter. And then they want to call you a week later and go, how was, when, when do I hit enter? And shoot, by this time you could have typed in the whole thing. So Okay, uh, so let's get to the topic at hand today. Which is? Telling stories. Let's tell some stories. So you have a, uh, why don't you start, because you, you have more stories than I do, I think, for this episode. Okay. Uh, one that I love that you've told is about uh, Tara. Tara. Tara Strickland, F&I manager we both work with. She's fantastic. Um, but she tells the story uh, when she has people who she's working with in her office there, uh, going through finance, um, where she actually experienced, she bought a vehicle, did not get gap insurance, ended up totaling that vehicle, and had to pay, I think it was like $3,500 because she had not purchase gap insurance and tells that story to every person who comes in her office and she has a huge uh, sale rate on uh, gap insurance. Which most people will understand the point of that or, or the, the idea of gap uh, is if you owe $30,000 on your car and it's only worth twenty, well, gap insurance will pay that difference. If it's stolen or wrecked. Right, right. But if you do not have gap, then you're on the hook for that difference. Right. So, yeah, it's it actually happened to her. It actually happened to her. she did not have the gap insurance. And right. She suffered the, the pain of it and now shares with those people who she's doing their uh, finance and insurance work on uh, that story. And it's very it, yeah. effective for her. It's relatable. I mean, you're, can, can you imagine sitting experience? there in the in the box uh, with Tara and you're going, oh, I've heard that's kind of a gimmick. You know, I heard I don't need that. Right. How important is that? Yeah. She's gonna, yeah, real world, yeah, actually happened. Let me tell you what happened to me. Yeah. Well, another way to use stories, I think this just happened to me uh, scrolling through Facebook the other day, where I saw a post from a friend of mine from high school, and she had a picture of like a car wreck, and so you know, obviously, I had to see what that is about. So I read her little post, and it's like her daughter, who's seventeen or eighteen years old. Uh, was in a Nissan, I believe, and going around a curve, maybe somebody was on the wrong side or something, a deer, I don't even know, but the car like slid off the road, flipped a couple of times, totaled the car, it's completely smashed, and she said, thank God for the safety of this car that my daughter was able to walk away from this wreck. Right. Uh, and I thought, man, if I was in car sales and selling Nissans right now, I, I'd 
print that out or have that, you know, oh, right. front and you, center anytime somebody's looking for a car. You get that customer who safety is their biggest concern, right? right? I mean, not everybody is mostly concerned about safety. Yeah, I but, mean, whether it's performance or utility of a truck or something, right, but some but, people are very safety conscious. Yeah, and to be able to tell that story and say, hey, I don't know if you've seen any of these, but I recently had a friend or, uh, you know, a friend of a friend who, who wrecked a Nissan and, you know, yeah, if you had the picture... Yeah. God, picture's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, look at this car, and it's completely demolished, and she actually walked away from this accident. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, another one, uh, performance, and, and I we had talked about earlier, was I had a guy who uh, sold a vehicle, um, and uh, it had uh, the traction control, right? Oh, so, yeah. So, he, you know, it was a snowy day, and he... Took it out and said, "You know what, kids, get in the car. I'm gonna, we're gonna go do donuts, right? He's gonna share <laughs> something from his childhood or right, teen years what a cool that he used to love to do, and you know, we're gonna go out and it's icy and slick out, so we're gonna go do donuts in, in a parking lot, in a big parking lot, not out yeah, on the road, right? Yeah, they didn't, you know, not in the driveway or yeah, down a major thoroughfare." Uh, but so goes to this parking lot, this big abandoned parking lot, and there he goes, you know, down the road or down the parking lot and whips the wheel and hits the brake, thinking he's going to do some donuts, and uh, the thing doesn't skid. Tick, 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 tick. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he kind of slides a little bit, but yeah, he didn't spin it all the way around like he was right. anticipating. And he tried it again, didn't work, and he was like, oh, my God, it, am I so old that I forgot how to do donuts in a car? I mean, he was right. kind of panicking a little bit. And then he said it dawned on him that the traction control. So he hit the button, took traction control off. There he went to try to do it again, and the car spun around just like he remembered <laughs> right. from his youth. And he said, that thing really works. Yeah. He was shocked, right? But, of course, you know, and talking to people about the benefits of traction control, share that story, and I think – Again, it's the whole idea of, you know, I could give you all the data on traction control and the specifics as to what it does, right, and how it pulses the brakes and switches from one side to the other. And you may or may not remember it. Yeah, it's kind of a good feature, I guess. But you tell them that story, and they'll remember that. And they'll go try it. Oh, of course. It was, right. well, it was exactly what we wanted. On a test drive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, let me see. Turn the traction control off. That reminds me, Ray, when I was maybe 17, visiting my grandmother in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. And it was Christmas time. So, you know, there's probably, I don't know, 15 of us at, the, at my grandmother's house staying for Christmas. And I was going to go out. I don't know. I was running to run an errand for her or I was just going to get out of the house, go to the mall or something. You know, that's what teenagers did. Right. Uh, Back back in the eighties, back before Corona. Right. So, um, I take her, I think she had a Lincoln, could have been a Cadillac. She switched over one. She always had a Lincoln and then always had a Cadillac, but I think it was old enough that that's when she had Lincolns. And I go out to the parking lot at the, at the mall and I'm going to do donuts. Well, she didn't have traction control. It was before that. So I'm out there just doing, whipping around. I mean, I'd get going 30, 40 miles an hour, slam on the brakes, turn the wheel. And uh, so that was fun. I go back home after that, and we're sitting around eating dinner. And we're talking about the snowy roads and stuff. And she, my aunt says, well, John, you just got your license. Like, we ought to take you out and have, have you practice driving in the snow. And she, I'm like, oh, that sounds like fun. Let's go. She said, you know, we could go down to the mall and we could let you kind of drive around there and like force your car into a skid. And so you can see what that feels like. 
And I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds interesting. We should do that. Yeah. Oh, well, it's good. Well, come to find out, I guess somebody had seen, it's a small town, and somebody had seen my grandmother's car doing donuts. Well, that's a great great thing to go down there and do the skid. So when they told your grandmother they saw you doing donuts, no, 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 we were just taking John down there and trying to show him how a skid felt. No, she was calling me out to see if I would fess up to it. Oh, you were being set up. I was being set up. But Uh, deny, deny, deny. Did you deny? Yeah. I mean, I was never asked directly. Right. It was just a fishing expedition. And you totally kept the poker face. I said, we should do that. Didn't let on It sounds like a great learning experience. Yeah. What does that feel like? (laughs) I I have no idea. Because I certainly... Didn't just go an uh, hour ago into the parking lot and do donuts. Hey, she didn't ask. I didn't tell. Don't ask, don't tell. Great policy. So, and, John, I got another one. Uh, oh, yeah, a guy who came in and, you know, I would use it with customers who would be asking about, well, you know, what's my trade going to be worth? And, uh, well, I know you guys are just... You know, you base what you're going to give me based on what the price of the vehicle that I'm buying is. And I said, actually, the price of the vehicle has nothing to do with the price of your, of ours. It has nothing to do with it, what we're going to give you for yours. And I tell him the story. We had a gentleman who had a truck, a 3500, that he was trading in. And he was buying a brand new 1500, loaded. And this was, you know, at the time, we're given very high uh, trade values on, on three-quarter ton and one-ton trucks. His, his was a one-ton. And um, so came to the end, and, you know, we did the numbers, and we were going to give him a check, or we ended up giving him a check for $1,800 mm-hmm. and the new vehicle, right? So he paid zero for the new vehicle. All he did was trade yeah. his. He got the new vehicle. He loaded, came in with a paid-off trade. Paid-off trade. Got a brand-new truck brand that new was truck, a couple or three loaded, years newer. Absolutely loaded. Brand-new. And, and a check for And a check for $1,800. Yeah. So I would, you know, share that. And so, so the next time people came in saying, well, I don't know. I'm yeah. Gonna... Hey, we've actually handed out a check to somebody, given them a new car and given them a check right. because the value of theirs was right. what it was. I'll tell you what, sir, not only am I going to help you get into a new vehicle, you're going to walk away from this deal with cash in your pocket You as very well. well could. Right. It's happened. Right? Yeah. It's not going to happen for you. But, <laughs> but hey, it's happened before. It has happened before. So, you know, just like the lottery, you can't win unless you play. <laughs> come on so, down. Come play the lottery. The trade lottery. We got our, we got our scratch postcard sale. Scratch off your number. Right. See if it matches and, our winning number. Right. Scratch your number and take your $5 Walmart gift card and thank you very hey, much. Hey, speaking of stories and scratch off sales, do you think anybody's ever won one of those? Like won a new car? Yeah, I'm sure somebody has somewhere. I, I would. I wish that if you know if I was still in the sales in in the dealership. Yeah. I would find out. I would Google and find somebody who had won one of those. Right. Because when they are going on, uh, you know, and people are coming in going, ah, oh, there's some kind of gimmick, right. some kind of scam. Nobody ever wins these things, do they? Yeah, I mean, one, and that's what I would share with people when they would ask me that, and I'd be when I was working at a dealership, and say, you know, one of the ones we mailed out out of the is forty thousand, yeah, is a winner. Yeah. Now, did that person get it and throw it in the trash? Did they bother to come into the dealer? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Is it yours? 
you've got one in 40,000 chance of it being yours. Yeah. Right? So if you'd like to come find out if it's yours or not, I'd love for did, you to do that. Did you ever, uh, you know, we always used to get phone calls when uh, we would have those sales and people saying, hey, can you just check my number? Did you ever actually go check the number? Or would you be like a company line and be like, well, sir, you have to come in? Right. Yeah, I would. Kiss who goals to get him to come in, right? No, I'm not going to let you know if you've won or not. And, and, and typically it was, sir, every card is a winning card. Now, it may be that you only want a $5 gift card from Walmart. Or a $2. What did we give away one time? This may have been before you and I worked together. It was like $2 gold coins. And uh, God, How small was that coin? Well, yeah, maybe it wasn't. Pl- it, wasn't it was like gold plated. No, but it was like the size of a half dollar. Oh, but it was like worth two dollars or something. Uh, especially, I mean, you could go to the bank and say, "Here, I've got two dollar bills. I want a two dollar coin." You know, it was in circulation. Oh, okay. But so the sale leader guy would actually went to the bank with you know like a thousand dollars and bought a thousand dollars of these two dollar coins and so we literally would go up all right here's the scratch on here's the number hey you want a two dollar coin there here's your two dollar coin yeah well i mean people thought it was cool they had never seen a two dollar coin before i had had no idea that there was a two dollar coin i have a two dollar bill that was hilarious this guy literally had to you know they come in like a, a stack you know like a brick of uh, rolls of coins. Anyway, but yeah, I was one of the guys that... uh, You did. You told them their number, didn't you? I did. I would tell them. Yeah, you're not aware. (laughs) But then I'm... I I don't know. What would I have done if somebody was an actual winner? Would I be like, hey, dude, you just want a new car. You ought to get your ass down Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. Why wouldn't you? Because they buy insurance on that thing. Right? So if somebody is like a hole-in-one contest, somebody wins, right, then the insurance company is going to... Right, it's not like the dealer's out that much. It doesn't cost the dealer or the the host of the the event. So, yeah. Heck, yeah. I was was always hoping. Are you ever tempted when you get those in the mail to actually go down to the dealer and check? I am tempted. (laughs) Me too. I always like kind of set it aside and think, "Eh, next time I'm out, I'll run by there. Right. But I never do. And you get it on a Thursday and it's only Saturday and Sunday and, and I'm never around that dealer with that card on Saturday or Sunday. Uh, But it's, Hey, it's an effective sales tool, I guess. So any other stories, John, how about the feel felt found? Have you ever used that? Uh, talk about that in my article. Yeah, no, I love I love the concept of that. I don't think I've ever really gotten it right. I think I've used those words. Well, here's what other pitch. people found yeah. that felt yeah, right. th- that their feelings <laughs> were what they found. What, how does it, Wait, let me which ones let first? me give it a shot, and you tell me if I'm getting it right. All right. So it's like I understand how you feel. Right. I've met other people who have felt the same way, but what they found was this other way of thinking. This is the way to do it. Right. Okay. Feel felt so I did. So I do understand it. You yeah. <laughs> Which is surprising because it's a very difficult concept. <laughs> but I always, every time it comes out of my mouth, I'm like, well, I used to feel that way, but I don't feel that way anymore. Because <laughs> I felt out that was a stupid way to feel. <laughs> 
don't help it feeling that way did not make any sense from what I was finding. I don't see how you haven't found that out yet. How do you feel about that? What have you found based on your feelings? What you felt, sir. So you agree with me, right? I mean, so sign here. Yeah. What do you want to talk uh, some more? Yeah. You want to oh, share your feelings? I understand how you feel. I know others who felt the same way. I understand how you feel. You're validating their feelings. That you know, yeah. hey, it's not crazy that you're feeling a little concerned way. about this, mm-hmm. right? Hey, I know I've known others or I've had other customers or whatnot who felt the same way. Right? Share mm-hmm. with me those same exact thoughts and feelings. I, I certainly understand, and right, you're just agreeing. But what they found was this way is actually worked out better for them. And I mm-hmm. would say the more detail you can put to it. Right? Hey, I, I had a customer last week, Susie and John Johnson. They were sharing the same type of feelings with me. And here's what they found was they made this decision and it worked out great for them for this, this, and this reason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think the the more you can relate it back to individuals, the more it becomes right. the new well, reality. I- and I want to see how other people ex- what their experience was. Right? I mean, we all do it. Before it, I go to a, a restaurant. It's a human nature thing to want to uh, feel validated that, that the way you're thinking is is a popular way to think. Right. Well, I mean, before right. I go to a restaurant, if I haven't been there before, I'll go on Google and check the reviews. Mm-hmm. If I see a lot of people saying, this place was great, I got this, and this was awesome, great service, whatever. But if I see people going, you know, the chicken was dry and, you know, it was a small portion and yeah. you know, I'm probably not going to go there because I'm relying on the experience of other people who've ex- been through this before me and what did they or a hotel. Right. Well, you know, another way to look at it is it, say you're hanging out with, with four of your friends and you're talking about a restaurant and you say, well, I really hated that restaurant because the chicken was dry. Well, then your second, third, and fourth person there say, no, we really enjoyed it. Oh, the steak's wonderful. Oh, I had the chicken and it was great. You kind of second guess. You go, maybe right. I caught him on a bad day. Caught him on a bad day, or you know, yeah, it, it's the group kind of herd mentality, right? People want to be agreed with. Absolutely. So I think that's kind of part of the psychological effect is if you say it's normal to feel that way, and other people have felt that way too, but they discovered it's not such a big thing to be concerned about because you're getting these four benefits, right? You know, for this one concern. Yeah. You know, it, it, you, the payment's a little too high. Yeah. Well, I understand, you know, that's not what you expected to pay. It's totally normal to want a lower payment. But a couple yesterday came in and they were saying the same thing. But once they realize they're going to uh, save on insurance, their interest rate's going to be lower. Fuel efficiency, and, this one's better. Yeah, and, and it's going to hold seven people instead of four, you know, which is what they need with a new baby on the way. Right. It, it was just worth it. And it's going to satisfy their needs. Yeah. So it, it definitely validates to work off of the experience of people prior to your time at the dealership. And and face it, when people go into a dealership, their concern is they're going to make a stupid decision, right? Right, they, something that they will regret, right? Right, and this will help them get to the point that they feel like they're they're not making a, a poor choice because right. others have made the same choice and been happy with it. Right. So, so and that's that's basically storytelling. Yeah, and we've shared some examples. I mean, what I would want people to take away from this episode 
especially if they're in sales, is to you can use every experience to tell a story. We mentioned uh, talking before the episode that every customer you interact with, there's going to be some kind of uh, obstacle to overcome or some challenge that uh, can create a story for the next time you hear that objection. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I mean, we talked about uh, having those customers, and if you've been in the business any length of time, you've had them, where somebody comes in, they look at a vehicle, and they leave, and then they decide, yep, that's the one they want. They come back, and it's been sold, right? Mm -hmm. And so the next customer, and they're saying, all right, well, we want to go think about it. You know, I don't want to say, well, it'll be gone. Won't be here. I'm going to sell it out from under you. <laughs> the car badger? Uh, yeah. But, You're pulling but, that from way back, right? Oh, yeah. So, the car badger. But I do want to say. my job. Listen. I don't I, work on cars. I don't do work I look on like cars. I work on cars? You see this tie I got on? I sell cars. But, <laughs> Popcorn break. <laughs> but so, Won't be here. The, the, the point is that <laughs> rather than, you know, kind of approach it from that perspective to just say, hey, Mr. Jones, I'm just like you. I, would, I completely understand why you. it's a major purchase. Why you would want to take some time to think about it. I get that. Uh, but I do want to let you know, I've been through this before where people love the vehicle. They go to think about it. And somebody has purchased that vehicle while they're thinking about it. I, I just, I would hate for you to come back in and be upset with me going, well, gosh, Ray, you knew I was interested in that one. Why didn't you, you know, let me know you had somebody else on it. Right? After the fact. So, I'm not telling you you have to buy it now, but I just want to make you aware that's a real possibility, and I've experienced that before. In fact, I had a guy three weeks ago who yeah. you know, was very upset when he came back to get the vehicle, and you found value in it. Other people but, will, too. And it's, a, it's a story that's been around since the car business Absolutely. began. Is the car that you looked at today and want to think about till tomorrow is the same car someone else looked at yesterday, yesterday. and is coming back to buy today. Right. Uh, another way I've heard that story told is... Uh, the last thing you want to do is pull up tonight at a red light and see someone else beside you in the car that you should have owned. Right. You know? Yeah. So and that's just it, it, giving people a story that validates your your point. And painting as a to, picture. Yeah. You're painting a picture. Because date is great, but people are not going to really relate to or even most times remember the detailed data that you've given them. But right. they'll remember the story. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that's that's well, the stuff. point. So even the ones that, that don't buy from you, right? I mean... Well, use those to get better. Right. Use those to get better. But there's a story in every interaction that you have. Right. Right? Some of them you may, you know... Hey, hey, use it this way. You get a customer today, they don't buy because the payment's too high. They're going to go home and think about it. This afternoon, you get another customer. What do they say? The payment's too high. Right. Well, that story is, uh, sir, look, I let somebody leave earlier because they said the payment was too high. I can't let that happen with you. <laughs> right? <laughs> we got to figure this out. I, if I lose two deals in one day because the payment's too high, uh, my wife's going to kill me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got to buy my baby shoes, right. sir. Come on, yeah, man. mama's got to get fed. Ray, we have unfortunately, regrettably, come to the end of yet another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. Yes, we have. And uh, we appreciate you listening, and we ask you to listen again. We do hope you'll join us at a future time. You like that better? What was wrong with what I said? 
Nothing. Well, apparently so, because you corrected it. <laughs> Just giving us options. Oh. You know, you, you go ahead and roll four takes in a row, and then right. you use the best one. All right. Well, I think you want to try another couple? No, I think I was happy with mine, but we'll go with yours. All right, thanks for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, you can go to SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com where you can listen to additional episodes, read articles, and learn more about John and Ray. We also cover topics such as automotive sales and service, best practices, training, and techniques that you can put in place today 